Hello, this is Mike Carver with Wingman Associates. And in this episode, we're going to continue on and stop winging it with the second part of our boss employee relationship that we were talking about last week. And we're going to go over a couple things today that are more about having hard conversations and what are you looking for when you hire people? What are some of the intangibles? Starting off with, you know, I was in a situation once, and this happens pretty often. You get several managers together and they hire and they're looking to hire somebody. So candidates come through and they work their way through several managers and then we all get feedback at the end. And we did this one time. And in giving the feedback, uh, myself and another manager, she and I agreed on this one particular candidate. And uh, so we went to the hiring manager and we said, we really like this candidate. And the hiring manager said, yeah, yeah, that one's out for me. I don't think I could ride in the car with them for more than maybe five minutes. They were so arrogant and they never stopped talking. And I just laughed to myself, thinking this person, what they said to me, what they said to my peer, and what they said to the hiring manager came across differently. And they talked themselves right out of a job. In all honesty, I found it really amazing. It is the intangible sometimes. So you're the boss. What are you looking for now? So the first part of this we want to talk about, what are the, some of the key things that we're trying to drive home? And as we talked about in the People Management Series, core values, yours, um, the, the person that you're interviewing, and the organization's core values, they all matter, right? We're going back to the why, the purpose. So the core values all matter. Skills and experience, without a doubt, skills and experience have to be there, right? So that's the non-negotiable. You gotta be able to do this. The job requires X, you gotta be able to do X, right? Everything else is about relationships after that, and it's oh so important. Toxicity, happens, drama happens because of all the other intangibles. How many times have you worked with somebody and they're highly competent and you can't stand them? You don't want to be around them, right? It's the social interaction. It's the intangibles that matter. So are they coachable? Do they have a growth mindset? Um, are they enjoyable to be around? Do they match up with your core values? These are the things that will actually separate great employees and future bosses and future leaders in the organization from everybody else, right? It's, it's not that you're so smart, right? There are lots and lots of smart people around. There are lots of technically adept people around, but what is it that you want? So if you as the hiring manager are looking for people who are going to be uh, worthy of advancement, um, who are going to add in a certain way to the organization, then you have to make sure that they can get along with everybody along with being technically proficient, right? Or whatever the job might actually be. So that's really, really important when you're considering what are the, what are the critical success factors for hiring the right people. Now, as a leader, there's still work that needs to get done. You do everything you can to provide an equitable, fair, you know, work environment for anybody that wants to be there, right? And you lean into that. But at some point, the work needs to get done. So are the people that you're managing finding ways to not get the work done? Are they give, coming back to you with excuses? Are there reasons why almost every day it seems like something's not getting done, therefore being passed on to somebody else or yourself, something has to give, right? That's not sustainable for the long haul. So because the work has to be done, you have to be prepared to have these conversations and give feedback all the time. The fact is, you will start looking for ways to get rid of somebody when the pain of having them around 
is greater than the pain of change. That's just the truth. And you know it is, and you will do this. So is there more pain in keeping that person than there is in just letting it go and I'll just deal with it later, right? And by the way, that's not doing your job if you're the manager. Do your job. That's the most important thing, right? Take care of issues as they occur. Um, you know, beyond that, there's this idea of empathy versus compassion. You hear a lot about empathy today as being a trait of, of really uh, high-level leaders. And, uh, and I've got a very good friend who's very well-versed in this area. His name is Dr. Tim Gardner. He's an author, a corporate director of culture, and a VP of leadership development for his organization. And he puts it this way. Empathy is, I understand how you feel because I felt it too, right? I understand how you feel because I felt it too. It's important, but it's limiting because I don't actually know what it feels like to whatever it may be. It could be any number of things I've never actually been through. So I can empathize, but I can only go so far in that. Compassion on the other side is different because it's more of a choice. Tim says this, I'm choosing to care about someone I can't empathize with. I can, though, care about someone's situation and do something to help, even if I don't know exactly how they feel. So as the leader, as the boss, uh, you want to empathize. You also want to have some compassion, right? But you've still got to build an environment where it's productive and the work is getting done, right? So somewhere in there, you need to give constant feedback and not allow molehills to become mountaintops. That's just super important as you take your day-to-day -day existence into consideration, right? So how do you give hard feedback? This was a direct question um, that came from, from one of our listeners. And I think it's important because these conversations, the more you have them, the better you can become at them. And that's just the truth of the matter. And they start small. So how do you, how do you have hard conversations? We call them polite confrontations. You can have them with customers. You can have them with your boss. You can have them with a peer. Basically, you're talking about something that's a little cringy. It's a little sketch, right? And you don't really want to have this conversation, but you know you have to. You got to say something. So before things get too bad, you do it in small, incremental ways all the time. Constant feedback. That's really important. So first part is do your job. Don't kick the can down the road. That's really, really important here. It's your job. They hired you to manage these people. Manage them, right? Manage them and do your job. Have high integrity. Go back to core values. Go back to the why. Go back to what's most important, yours and the organization's and the person sitting in front of you, right? At some point, the conversation, it might sound like this. Look, we've been talking about this for a while. And I think you know what's really important to us here. And I know it's been important to you. And when we hired you, you said this was a core value for you. But now it's not really measuring up. Things aren't progressing the way we thought. And while we keep having this conversation, the reality is I'm not sure that you're sure you're in the right seat. I'm not sure that you're in the right position in the organization. I think you've got good skills. I think you could do really well in something like this or that, but I'd love your opinion. Do you feel like you're being treated equitably? Do you feel like you're in the right seat? Are your skills being used effectively? Is there anything we have not done with you and for you? Education, training, support. Is there anything more we could do? Because at the end of the day, for this to work out between us, and I think you already feel the same way I do, that it's probably not working out well right now because we keep having to have these conversations. For it to work out, we got to figure this out. 
And if we can't, I want to help you. I want to help you get to the right job. It may be in our organization. It may be in another one. It may be because you're better suited over here to do this because you're really good at this. But either way, what's happening right now, this can't continue. And I think you understand why that's important to us, right? It's my job. I'm not doing my job if I don't bring it up and we don't try to find some resolution together. So everything I just said there, if that was a minute, everything I just said, those are the kinds of ways you say it. Those are the kinds of conversations and the tone and the way you come about it. So that people have, again, a lot of respect and high integrity on the way in and if need be, on the way out, right? You have to set a stage where there's clear, open communication all the time. They can give you feedback and you take it well and you can give them feedback and they can work on things together. But at some point, the job needs to be done. And if it's not being done, you need to make the call. And there's, there really is, there's a great way you can do that. And we would love to work with you and help you do that. So you do your job every day, you praise on the good things. If you gotta talk to them, pull them aside and talk to them. That's super important. It's not a personal attack. You're not going after them personally. I hate that, I hate that saying, it's just business. At the end of the day, it's people, it's not just business, it's about relationships. It's about openness and honesty. It makes a big difference for people to feel valued, that they know this can happen. They know they can have these conversations. But again, you're not doing your job to the organization if you don't at least address them. All right, here's the big question, right? So what? Who cares? Why is this important? Well, the goal again is, is growth. The goal is for the company to do well. They put you in a position to lead a team. If you're leading the team well, you're creating an environment where this goes, this back and forth can happen all the time, every day if necessary, every week. You're always giving people feedback. They're always open, they're taking it, and you're going back and forth. You're nipping things in the bud before they become, you know, giant mountains. And that's really, really important if you're gonna manage people well. So it's clear messaging, it's smoother sailing, as people will feel more valued. And if people feel more valued, um, they work better alongside each other and they're more productive. And at the end of the day, that's what you're looking for. Hey, look, this is not an easy, you know, practice to put into play. Um, you got to work at it. And we'd love to come alongside and help you. That's what we do here at Wingman Associates. So if you like what you've heard in these last two segments on people management and working with bosses and employees, please like and comment and subscribe. We'd love to get your feedback. And as always, we'd love to hear more from you. Thanks for watching.